0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hopped On Sports, your podcast for the beer-drinking sports fan.
1: what is good ladies and gentlemen this is episode 42 of hopped on sports we're coming off a big big weekend of sports we have a lot to talk about got a great show ready to get right into it but first let me welcome the man the myth the The legend. legend ladies and gentlemen it is my co-host
0: Stephen. how you doing man good how are you hey um i left my beer bottle in the kitchen will you go grab oh, that that is unfortunate i know what you a know, way to start the episode not, not prepared i would love to tell you guys what i'm drinking but i am crippled yeah well let me
1: get that for you you welcome everybody to the show and we'll get this coming. yeah it
0: was a very very busy weekend of sports um We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about football, basketball, MLB. We're going to be talking some NASCAR. And once again, I was wrong. We will not be talking hockey today, but come Thursday, I absolutely promise we will be breaking things down and going through the NHL. And I'm looking forward to it. Preston, how about you?
1: Absolutely, man. This is just a great, great time of year. I mean, I... I It doesn't even matter what it is right now. I think sports is just making me happy. Weather is just absolutely gorgeous here in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. A beautiful day yesterday for us to get out on the golf course, hit the ball around. It's just it's that time of year, man. It's it's, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. So um, you know what else is wonderful? Beer. Beer. And we've got a couple really
0: good beers here tonight. So first, I want you to tell us about yours. Um, well, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm just gonna tell you the truth, but it is uh, it is Paul Laner, I think is that how you say it? Uh, Probably not. If I had to guess,
1: this one always kind of gets me because I, I, I've heard a couple different. No, I don't believe that is it. There's actually a better pronunciation of okay. it. Okay. Well,
0: I'm sure the listeners know, <laughs> yeah. or they get the point. Yeah. It's P A U L A N E R. So for an Englishman, it's Paulaner Hefeweizen. <laughs> yeah, the Heffy. <laughs> the Heffy. So um, this is their natural weed. It's an Oktoberfest style beer, and if you want to go to their website, it's just paulaner.com. It'll give you an idea of what I'm drinking. Um, it's it's awesome. I cheated. I took a drink before we started the episode. Went to went to the liquor store. Got oh I would say probably. 8 Oktoberfest beers and a handful of others. I'm just really kind of in the mood for Oktoberfest beers right now. Granted it is October um, but this beer here um, I did not know this it's the number one wheat beer in Germany and one of the world's favorites. Granted this is on their website Um, it's got water you know what water is? It's got hops and malt and uh the hot varieties are hercules and we've got light wheat malts dark wheat malts pilsner malts and munich malts um and i gotta say that combination of things i just said is awesome (laughs) you put that all together in a bottle and it's good and it is good it is very good um (laughs) I think this one is, I don't think it's too crazy on the alcohol by volume. I'm not seeing it on the bottle. Oh, it's five and a half. Yeah. yeah. So nothing crazy. No,
1: it's generally about what a, a good Heffy is right in that range.
0: Real smooth. Real smooth. It's like a good version of American Pilsners, I think. I would assume that a heffy's kind of a, a German version of an American Pilsner. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty fair. Just um, like an everydayer for them over there. Yeah. Yep, that's so, fair. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm drinking it out of my Anthem glass with the pretzel on it, which might be the coolest glass I have.
1: No, it, it, those steins are really cool. I do really enjoy those. Um, the what beer, it's just a beautiful beer, too,
0: that color. Um, yeah, it looks I, like beer.
1: <laughs> no, there, there's a nice little yeah, it tone is. to it. I, I really, uh, very pleasing to the eye. Uh, no, so that you were really excited about that. Sounds like it's living up to mm-hmm. your expectations. Very good. One beer I've been really wanting to try. Um, it, it, there was talk about it coming out. I think came back out back in May or something, and I haven't actually seen it in stores here yet. Uh, I was actually given this as a sample at the Harvest Beer Festival last week.
0: Oh, nice. Um, Wait, no, you weren't. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, someone gave it to me, and uh, it's called uh, Slightly Mighty uh, Low Calorie IPA. Uh, it's what, by Dogfish Head. So this is kind of like a revolutionary type beer where they understand in today's world, people are trying to uh, still live you know he- healthy lifestyles while pursuing craft beer and doing different things like that. So a lot of people drinking Michelob stuff like that where craft beer doesn't offer them something that they could you know drink on the daily or you know whatever it might be well dogfish had wanted to hop into the game and so they created this slightly mighty ipa um comes in at 95 calories 3.6 carbs four percent alcohol i know that all kind of sounds might maybe kind of lame just because you're going a different type of style but i'm telling you this ipa has all the flavor that you could want in an uh, in an ipa and for it to only be that you know 95 calories 3.6 carbs i mean i'm i'm very impressed I, i'm i'm um definitely lived up to expectations with it so um yeah wanted to try it out definitely going to be something i'm going to stock on the regular now uh to have as a beer but uh definitely looks like a it looks like a pilsner i mean the color is very light um and it, I mean it, it definitely drinks very light as well, so you're not going to fill up uh, really fast drinking these either. So,
0: Does it have that IPA punch?
1: No, I'll, I would not say it was very um, – you know what? It would be nice to see what the – Hoppy? The ABV is on this. Let's see. Um, I don't see it on the cans. Let's have that looked up real quick. Let's check that out. I up, will cause look I, I'm it I'm up. I'm interested because it is very light tasting.
0: All right. Well, um, typically I don't. Uh, oh, really? I gotta select my year. I was born in 1931. Um, I don't typically select a beer to drink based on the calories or the carbs. No, but I,
1: n- there's a time and a place. Is what I'm getting at with this beer. It's not. Yeah. It's gonna be something I'm gonna have all the time. But it's like when when you know it's a it's a Tuesday. You know, you've had a tough day. You know, you maybe you were had a had a healthy lunch and hit the gym and you're like you know what i think i deserve a beer still today and with those kind of numbers right there that's something you can have one or two and feel pretty pretty good about it still
0: it's 30 IBUs yeah so
1: very light um i mean that's not bitter at all
0: that's extremely low does that even classify as an ipa so that's probably
1: one of the we need to read the story i remember reading it when it when they're introducing it but i don't I really don't remember much about it um since then but um they've done whatever they could to still classify this as an ipa because it, it it definitely still tastes got a lot of taste so that that's why i will definitely say it's not a pilsner because there's a lot more taste in it than than just a, your typical pilsner but yeah.
0: all right well Before we jump into the sports, I've got to say, Preston and I just went back and listened to about the first minute or two of episode one of our show. And um, much to our surprise, it was as bad as we thought it was. (laughs) And so those of you that have stuck around this long, we appreciate it. We're still working out a lot of kinks. Neither of us are overly technical. Um, So this is a very simple podcast. We try to make it as smooth for you guys as possible but if you want a good laugh go listen to the beginning of episode one
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure we, we try to keep it as simple like you said as possible i mean for god's <laughs> sakes we're talking about beer and sports like you don't really need it to be very difficult but yeah we were uh we were young and naive you know and much has changed here in episode 42 easy so. on
0: the we easy <laughs> on the we
1: nah i'd say we but um no, so great weekend, right? I mean, we, it was a, a great weekend for any type of sports fan to want to just sit down and watch some good games. Um, obviously, it being OU Texas weekend, that's the the very key game that kind of dominated my week. Um, Have you s- I'll go. go ahead.
0: Have you seen, I, just before we get yeah. all the way into sports, I was just kind of browsing through Dogfish Head's website, they have a ceramic, Stein-ish looking thing, um, with their pumpkin ale. I mean, it's a growler. Yeah. Hundred and seventy-five bucks.
1: That's interesting. It is.
0: It is cool. Yeah. Very. But, cool. boy, they for a pumpkin beer.
1: When you're a big brewery like them, man, I mean, they just they throw their logo on the stuff and just sell. You know, I mean, it doesn't really matter.
0: That's crazy. People just buy so all right so
1: anyway yeah so obviously ou texas this weekend super excited about it went over to an ou watch party watched it there with a bunch of ou fans and it did not disappoint i was very excited for most of the game uh only you know the the most disappointing aspect of it was to not have won by more Uh, i think anyone watching the game knows OU really dominated this game and uh, just could not finish um, offensively which was quite the surprise they they had drove down the field multiple times had a couple turnovers that obviously did not result in points and then uh, just kind of had some questionable play calls that really were interesting that they uh, you know kind of I don't know I don't know if the moment was too big I don't want to say that but it just seemed like they played very conservative and um ended up resulting in a ten three halftime. Uh that is unbelievable. I don't care who you are. No one was thinking it was gonna be quite that low scoring. Oh, uh, nobody?
0: Nobody. What was the spread on the game?
1: Well, oh you was a ten and oh, a half you mean low the over scoring. under? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I see what you're saying. I was gonna say, if I recall, you took the under on that game, so Yeah. Um I mean, not the under. You took Texas in the points, not right. to cover ten. Right, ten and a half. Yeah, but yeah, I would have thought it was going to be a higher scoring game for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just. I obviously know OU's really working hard on their defense. We were ready to see if that defense was legit. They totaled up nine sacks. Very impressive.
0: I would say that OU's defense was absolutely the best part of that game yeah all four sides texas offense defense ou offense defense ou's defense showed up um player of the game i don't even think it's debatable that it was cd lamb i don't know who they ruled it to but i would say for certain he deserved the mvp of that game when you have
1: 170 plus yards and three touchdowns yeah you're gonna you're gonna probably win uh you know player of the game kenneth murray on the defensive side of the ball was an absolute just monster uh was causing havoc all day running around um it was it was really cool to see because it had been a while since i've seen ou really play with a lot of passion like that in in an ou texas game Uh, texas usually comes out very physical and um you're just like even though OU might be the better team Texas wants to play physical, and OU wasn't really about that life, and I'm telling you, they they came, they showed up ready to go on Saturday, hey, so I was very impressed. We didn't cheers. Oh, you're right. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to an OU win, thanks. Uh, yeah, I got a drink. That's good, that's good. Okay. Um, this
0: is, guys, I'm telling you, if you've never had this beer, the Paul Aner Hefeweizen, go get it. Go get it. You can go message me I'll tell you where you can get it it's like two bucks in a pick six and man yeah uh, I'm not I don't I can't speak for the dogfish head because I haven't had it I've had a lot of their stuff I like it um but this is a really like you were saying kind of like a Tuesday night for whatever reason you chose that um if I were thirsty and wanted a beer on a Tuesday night this one would be perfect
1: there you go um Anyway, just to recap the whole OU Texas lived up to the expectation in my book. D De- I think OU really does have a defense this year enough to at least get the job done with that offense. You don't how how perfect do you really have to be when you have uh you know such an offense like OU does. You just need to be able to make a, a few stops and you, you should be fine.
0: Yeah, but I think that if OU's defense shows up half as well as they did to that game, they would have lost. I mean, I just I did not think that the offense was the reason OU won that game. I think it was absolutely the defense and CD Lamb.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't think it was ever in question OU losing. I I honestly thought OU no. looked on bo- better on both sides of the ball and just really um, just didn't live up to what we're expected to see. OU is usually scoring three plays, you know, eighty-two yards. Uh, type touchdowns, and instead, it was very kind of uh, more methodical. Enterprise. Yeah, and I
0: just I'm not I'm not saying OU's offense is not good, but I'm saying in that game, the way the game was going, right. Texas had enough momentum. Um, they were playing well. Quite frankly, their defense wasn't playing much. I mean, they they missed a lot of tackles. They missed tackle after tackle after tackle. But I, I still feel like if OU's defense didn't play as well as they did. We would have either seen overtime or Texas would have won because OU's defense showed up. Their stats were good. They did very well. And yet OU only wins by seven points. Right.
1: Uh, Biggest upset of the weekend while watching this game, I'm I'm keeping a close eye on this because they kept uh, alluding to it every few minutes, was (laughs) the uh, South Carolina-Georgia game. Uh, very surprising because this is at Georgia. It's not like rowdy South Carolina uh, crowd was carrying the uh, the Gamecocks to a victory. No, they were doing this on the road and uh, end up beating Georgia 20-17 to in double overtime.
0: Yeah, and I'm putting that win on Kirby Smart. on the. I mean, the loss. Lost. I'm putting it on Smart all day. I, I mean, to anybody who watched the game, I think – if you don't understand what I'm saying, either A, you don't know football very well, or B, you weren't paying attention because at the end of regulation, Kirby Smart cost Georgia the game. All coaching. He didn't give his players a chance.
1: I didn't get to watch the game um, like play by play, but for what I did see, I mean, it just it seemed like Georgia was so out of sync and just Yeah. I mean, they were just not um and also I don't know. Jake
0: oh. Fromm did not play very well. And that's surprising, he did not man. Play great.
1: You know, you're really looking for Fromm to not just be the leader of that team, but really have a big year. You know, he's been in the system long enough. You know, he was a what, He was a freshman two years ago when they beat Oklahoma. You're ready for him to take those next big steps and really lead this Georgia team, not just to a victory over the Gamecock, but you know, to an SEC championship.
0: Yeah, and um, <clears throat> the Gamecocks had a defender. And I wish they did this by number. Oh, they do it by number. Um, this kid is awesome, and he was the lifeblood of the team. And that was Israel Mukamuka 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 Muka And I, what was that? You want to try to pronounce it? Mukuamu? I don't know how to say it, but three interceptions. Oh wow! Three interceptions. He's six foot four cornerback. I mean, you talk about a rare breed. Well, it says defensive back. He's a six foot four cornerback and that is just a giant for that position. And he made three catches, three big interceptions. And I mean anytime you're playing a top three team, a top five team, and you're unrated and you get a turnover, that's a big, big time play. Um, So props to him. He's my MVP for the game uh, because without him, Georgia could have gotten three more touchdowns, could have gotten three more field goals. Who knows what would have happened, but he stepped up on defense. Um, They were scared to throw to him. They even mentioned it late game. You're You're not looking his way. He's already got two interceptions, and there's a wide open pass. Ball's thrown to the Georgia receiver's direction ball goes up in the air off the hands and who other than Israel just makes a great catch not doesn't secure the game but increases their odds of winning tremendously Hmm.
1: no it was a it was a very fun ending to the game what's ironic is South Carolina could have won this game with a field goal uh I believe it was the was it it was too first into regulate was it into regulation or was first overtime
0: I believe it was first overtime
1: Mm, man, Georgia had the
0: ball at the end of regulation, and this is the problem. Georgia has the ball in field goal range, long field goal range. And I can't remember if it's second or third down. I think it's I think it's second down. And Kirby Smart decides, you know what, we're just going to run a play. Um, or no, this must have been third down. Doesn't matter, second or third down. He decides we're going to run a play. So I'm thinking... Cool. they're just gonna run it up the middle, they're gonna run it to where the kicker wants it, and they're gonna kick the field goal. Well, he runs another play. What does he do? He runs a pass play. Blew my mind. I could not believe he was running a pass play. And he doesn't get the completion. Clock stops. They are now running another play. I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. That was second down. Okay, okay. they run. Um, they run a pass play on third down, and they get. <laughs> Shut up. They run a pass play on second down. They run a pass play on third down. Right. They get a penalty on third down, and it moves them out of field goal range. It was an illegal offensive uh, lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And so now they're out of field goal range. Well, you just cost your team the potential to win with the field goal. What are you doing? Everybody knows that the last three plays, when you're trying to win on a field goal, you just run it up the middle, run it up the middle, waste a little time, run it up the middle. And he throws two pass plays. One of them gets him in trouble. And ultimately leads to them losing the game.
1: So to be fair, they were still in field goal range because it was a 49-yard field goal he attempted. That's
0: a tough kick. He didn't attempt it.
1: Yeah, they they kicked a field goal, didn't they? To lose. No, to to end the uh, regulation.
0: No, they didn't. That's the issue. They got bumped. I watched the game. Okay. Yeah, they got bumped. He bumped his own team. Okay. From field goal range, you don't, you can't do that. You just cannot. You cannot sacrifice the ability to kick a field goal. Yeah. And so you watch the game end on um, what actually was a turnover, and quite frankly, the Gamecocks had a chance to win the game that's b- before overtime because they get a they was a, it was an interception, get the ball or a fumble. I can't remember exactly what happened. Um, oh, he was throwing the ball, fumble, gets the ball, starts running back. I'm, I'm kind of blabbing. Let's just move yes. on to the next game. But this, <laughs> they go into overtime. This, yeah, missed o- field goal. O- overall,
1: for, it came down to special teams, and yeah, it was um, missed field goal Georgia for Georgia. Had team. an opportunity to tie it and misses it and loses the game, and South Carolina knocks them off. Very surprising, uh, Georgia. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are still really high on them, thinking uh, you know this could finally be the year someone knocks off Alabama, but. It's not going to be Georgia, in my opinion, and it could possibly be the biggest game of the night, of course, which was Florida-LSU.
0: Are you ready to go ahead and give LSU the props and say they're a real team? I think that more so than that, I think I'm willing to give Florida some props. You because think they're the real team? I don't think they're the real team. I a think real that team? I've already accepted the fact that LSU is a real team. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't have much faith in Florida even after last week against Auburn. I, I just didn't know because during that game I started to question Auburn, but Florida gave LSU a really, really, really good run, and I think that LSU's good because you watched Texas give OU a good run. Well, Texas gave LSU a good run, too, and um, I don't know. I, I just think that Florida has proved themselves a little bit, and I think overall LSU is great. I still think um, we're looking at either Ohio State or Wisconsin to be the top two teams. Clemson's number one, but I, I have a strong feeling that Wisconsin might be the most dangerous team right now.
1: well we'll get we'll get to that in a second because I do want to ask you about that, but yeah, uh LSU in my book that that was enough to uh, solidify that I, I am a believer uh, they did it both offensive and defensively when they needed to because they weren't super great on defense all night, but enough to definitely get the job done. But that offense is looking really good, and uh, I think I'm I, – I don't speak alone when I say this, but – You are speaking alone, uh, technically. LSU-Alabama is going to be one hell of a game. I, I cannot wait for this. I don't think so. I think LSU beats them. Well, uh, that's fine. Let's say they do beat them. That's great. I guarantee the game is going to be very good. Do
0: you or is it going to be a surprise and LSU is going to win by 20? Cause not that's not more a chance.
1: Wha- not a chance. No? Not a chance. All right. There's a better chance of OSU winning the Big 12 this year than that happening. So
0: I just don't know if I agree. <laughs> LSU is good, man.
1: They're good, but, I mean, come on. Alabama. All
0: right. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm not literally just coming I out. I know. And I'm just
1: saying, like, let's let's still we gotta you gotta understand until someone knocks Alabama off, they're the king of the SEC, and so someone's gotta someone's gotta do it. Um, anyway, that leads me to my next question, and I see you pulling up the Cardinal game there because it is 6:30. We are gonna get to baseball talk. Uh, Cardinals big game tonight, but we will get to that in here in just a little bit. Um, I gotta ask you, so. After kind of think how things kind of unfolded this weekend, we I think we answered a few questions here. But uh, AP top 25 came out. I'm just gonna list. Um, we'll just list. Uh,
0: top eight. I'm
1: gonna do the top. <laughs> seven. Just do like the top eight. Top top seven are the all undefeated. So let's just do that. Alabama number one, six and zero. Oh. oh, they're number one now. Yep. Is uh, that coaches and AP? Uh, I don't know. But we're, we're just going off the AP right now. LSU number two jumped into that two spot after the win. Clemson number three. Ohio State number four. OU number five. Wisconsin number six. And Penn State number seven. Um, so these are all undefeated teams. Y- you know, you can kind of pick and choose where you want to put people. What would your top four right now? If the, if the season look. ended today, which is kind of unfortunate because two of these teams have to play each other oh. uh, in the mm-hmm. top. Who are already in the top four. Um, (laughs) Excuse you. Uh, So, it's kind of unfair to ask that, but, like, who is your top four teams right now?
0: For the final four? Yeah. So, long answer. Um, As I'm watching the Georgia game on Saturday, I'm, I'm telling the guy I'm watching with, this is the absolute best thing that could happen for OU right now. Like, undoubtedly the best thing. Because... Georgia loses to a nobody. Well, now Georgia still has to play LSU and Alabama. And Alabama still has to play LSU and Georgia. And LSU still has to play Georgia and Alabama. You know, it's a cycle, so two, two losses are going to come out of that cycle and uh, to two different teams. There's no way... That there's not going to be two losses. Right. Well,
1: Georgia has to be able to make it to the SEC championship to see Bama. So oh, do they I, do that that? Would, I didn't yeah, know they that. They are a different sides. So okay. That would that would be the only circumstance. But I do believe Georgia is going to advance out of there. Okay. It'd
0: be, it'd be Georgia or Florida. So so my top four. I think that, um, I think that because of Coach Saban, you have to have Alabama in there. Um, I think because of Sweeney and um, quarterback, who his mind just slipped my name, and I said that wrong too, um, they're going to be in the top four. LSU, until they lose, they've got – man, this is hard. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, if I had to pick four teams to go absolutely into the final four that I think is going to happen – If LSU and Alabama did not have to play each other, I'm putting both of them in the Final Four. I'm also putting Ohio State and Wisconsin up there. And I I have a hard time not putting OU there. But until Wisconsin gets scored on, I'm not going to think that they're beatable. They're averaging allowing five points a game. You can't score on them. And they have a nasty offense. So Wisconsin, to me, top four team. Um, Clemson... I really want to put them there, but at the end of the season, the problem is they're gonna be there. But I have a feeling they're gonna get beat this year. I just don't see it. I mean, they almost lost to North Carolina. Georgia Mm -hmm. was a top five team. They lost to an unrated team, so it happens. But I'm thinking Alabama, LSU, and Wisconsin interchangeably. Oklahoma's uh, (laughs) I said Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. I think are Are very close. I think the OU has the ability to win the national championship this year. I'm not taking that from them but at the moment um, I'm looking at probably Alabama LSU Wisconsin and Ohio State realistically my final four my actual pick for the final four I'm going to put LSU at number one I'm going to put Clemson at number two I'm gonna put OU at number three and Wisconsin at number four.
1: Interesting. That, that's I mean, the points you made are very valid. Um, I let me tell you, I am not sold on Wisconsin. I think we've seen this numerous times throughout the years that they do this. They start off so strong, you're like, oh man, they, you know, their games, they're winning games like 42-0 and. Uh, all that but then they start playing the good teams and then all of a sudden it's like they go right back to being what they are which is a a good football team but not enough to to hang with the big dogs Uh, I think um, Ohio State Wisconsin uh, which is in uh, just a few weeks is going to be a a great game in the aspect of the lead up to it because it's a great uh, story you got a couple undefeated teams you know, uh, can someone knock off Ohio State? Well, unfortunately, I think Wisconsin's going to get thumped. Um, I don't know what that spread's going to open up at, but I think Ohio State is so much better than everyone else uh, in the Big Ten. And until teams in the Big Ten start realizing they can't just play that hard knock football anymore, line up with uh, two tight ends and a full back and all that, unfortunately, that the game's just not playing that way anymore. And so um, I just – I don't see Wisconsin being there, man. I really don't. So if I had to pick my top four right now, um, not for the playoff per se because, like, I mean, it's too hard to say that because the teams have to play each other uh, like LSU and Alabama. But I am going to – I will definitely put Alabama-LSU in there. And then I have to go Ohio State and Oklahoma. Um, Clemson, I'm telling you they're right there. I think you could almost uh, put them ahead of either OU or Ohio State. I do agree in that sense, but the idea is it's this year it's this year's football team. and this year's football team, Clemson is not a top four team in my opinion. so
0: but let's I'm not trying to interrupt you, no but I want I want to think that there's a reason that they won't be able to get argued into the top four, but I I don't see it happening. They've won enough, and they've proven themselves enough, that if they're undefeated, they are in. No,
1: at the end of the year, Clemson will be in the playoff. I'm not questioning that. Oh, you're picking your top four. I'm I'm picking my top four right now, and I I just don't think they are top four right now. Um, But – no one's gonna beat them in the a- ACC. It just it sucks because ACC sucks. I mean they're not a good conference. So Clemson's gonna continue to get cakewalk uh, to the ACC championship. We'll have somewhat of a game, but who's really gonna challenge them there? Oh,
0: that's right. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> Round two. Ding ding. So to interrupt Preston as he normally interrupts me, um, you gonna pop yours too or what? I got two. I got two blood and honeys, American Ale, Revolver Brewing, um, seven percent alcohol by volume, twelve fluid ounces. I don't know the IBUs, and I'm not gonna tell you anything about Revolver. If I like it, if we like it, I will do a little research and let you know. Until then, let us drink.
1: Let them drink. Um yeah but just to finish that up um ohio state has just looked so good this year i mean uh, justin fields really is um i mean a great great talent and definitely gonna be right there i think towards the end of the year in the heisman race um but we're gonna have a lot of questions and answers because you like wisconsin uh ohio state wisconsin are gonna play soon uh, Alabama LSU they're gonna play soon all this is gonna kind of figure itself out and we'll have answers no one's talking about Penn State Penn State's sitting there at 6 and0 but I really think they're kind of the uh. same time t- type of team I'm talking about with West like Wisconsin is great defense gonna play like that then all of a sudden they play one of the really good teams and uh, will falter so yeah um, Luckily for us, we don't have to choose these things. And most of the time, especially with what we're looking at right now, it's probably going to work itself out. So looking forward to that. But uh, it was a great, great weekend of college football. Did you have anything that really stood out to you that you want to mention before we move on?
0: Yeah, if you guys have been on the fence about buying an Apple or an Android, do not buy an Apple. Just don't do it.
1: I'm uh, I'm completely against that.
0: And only
1: nerds say something like that. So, uh,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to take a picture of my beer. So not only can A, maybe I can post it to the Facebook, but B, I can send it to the friend Steve. Thanks for recommending this. I'm going to send this to him. And what do you know? Of course, it's out of storage. <clears throat> it's one thing. Uh, let's just talk sports. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want
1: to have don't to get go me started the rant on this. Of, yeah, Steven and Apple versus Android that's been going on quite a long time. But um, yeah, let's move on. Um, how about a little baseball? Let's go ahead and let's talk the baseball now because the Cardinal game did start and it's a big, big game because it is a win uh, winner go home in the sense that I feel like Cardinals have to win this game or else the series is over. Yes, they will have to play another game to solidify uh, whether they go home or not. But in the sense that only one team in history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit, we won't mention what team that was. Yeah, wasn't Uh, it – didn't they beat the Yankees? Not important. I said that. It's not important.
0: No, so here's the thing. That stat baffles me. I mean, okay, let's just start strong. All right. Yeah, um, sorry, we're commentating. No, so I'm just going to say that that stat baffles me almost as much as any in sports, that you just do not ever see teams come back from a 3-0. and And it. I, I just, I get it, but you, you would think that it would be so doable yeah. in certain situations.
1: Well, you get to this time of year, man, and the teams that are in the playoffs right now, they're not here by accident. Yeah, sometimes the hotter team gets in maybe um, in front of maybe another team that you thought was going to be there. But generally that first round, uh, you quickly find out who's the contender and who's the pretender.
0: Yeah, and but then you you also see, like, what if the Astros, or let's just say what if the Yankees went up three games on the Astros? They came out and put up eight runs. You still know that the Astros can beat the Yankees four games in a row, and I think vice versa. I think that this series right here is one of the best we've had in a while. It is. Um, I mean, Astros it, Yankees. It's a heavyweight. Yeah. I, I just don't know how anybody could predict how it's going to turn out. Um, it's a heavyweight
1: match, man, for sure. But the sense is, you get two really good teams together, and one team goes up like a three zero the good teams are going to be able to put you away it may not be that next game it may not even be the game after that but in the long run they're going to find a way to get you done
0: so one sip in have you tried this yet i did okay what are your thoughts on this blood and honey by revolver brewing
1: um kind of what i remember um it, it it's let me say this. It, it's refreshing in the sense that there's a lot of flavor. You get a lot of, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, fruity type taste. I'm uh, probably a lot of the honey. I haven't even looked at all what's in this, but I'll tell you right off the top. It's not something I want to have two or three of.
0: So let me take one more drink just okay. to confirm what I'm thinking. Okay. Overall. It seems like it is a well-brewed beer. Yeah. Um, I will say that it seems like there are some things I like, and then, at the same time, I think of, what is this stuff called that they cook on the stove with, like, apples? Is like whistle, whiffle, I don't even know what they call it. It's like apple cider. Um... Blood and Honey, the name of this beer. I'm tasting a little bit of apple cider, but it also tastes like maybe it's just a Michelob Ultra with a half a shot of Fireball. <laughs> Do you get that at all?
1: N- not quite that to that extent, no. Um I think this has a well-bodied um sense to it (laughs) i just
0: get a weird taste that relates my mind to fireball for some reason there
1: is a different i will i i can give you that i can give you that aspect that overall there is a certain uh quality that it it possesses that is a little little strange
0: i don't want this to be misinterpreted this is a this is a good beer i i think that for the right person this is a really good beer um, and I'll also give the benefit of the doubt, I did just have a beer before this, so my palate's not fresh. I haven't had any pretzels, which apparently is what you have to do in between beers.
1: Got to change that uh, palate.
0: But I- I've got to say, just like you're saying, there is some taste about this beer that I'm not, it's not clicking right <laughs> with my palate. That's fair. That's fair. And it's something distinct, like it's either the apple. hmm or some type of cinnamon, cinnamon-like taste. I, I just can't. I can't quite put my tongue on it.
1: Well, you keep referring to apple. I'm not tasting the apple quite as much. I, I taste more of the orange aspect, and that's what the, that's already what it even says Maybe here. Maybe fruity. Or, or, orange peel, honey, and spices uh, is what it says here on the can. Um, I can really taste the end of an orange, not the first citrusy taste, but more of the. Uh, more of the kind of finish it has to it but yeah well uh, give
0: it a try if you guys are listening give it a try it's worth trying um i'm not saying anything bad about it i will be buying another one so that i can try on a fresh palette (laughs) but it'll be uh it'll be interesting so thanks steve for the reference um and he texted me i sent him a picture of this he said any good i said i guess you'll have to listen (laughs) (laughs) there
1: you go that's how you get those uh those uh clicks um, but, yes, so more what we're saying, though, with the Cardinals. Big series. They've got their race tonight. Uh, Nationals got Strasburg. Uh We'll we'll have to uh, next episode. We'll obviously review the game and see how it is. Uh, Cardinals could be out by next episode, so hopefully not. Hopefully they no, don't get, out say that. There get the win tonight. Because I think you and I are both really cheering for our Cardinals-Yankees World we're, Series. We're
0: throwing our ace. We'll see what happens. Let's talk something real quick. I mentioned it to you earlier at work. We're looking, and this actually, I think, came up in our last episode of the podcast because we were, um, whatever, game five against the Braves for the Cardinals. You're up 10-1 in the top of the first. 10-0. 10-0, sorry. You're up 10-0 at the top of the first. Your ace is supposed to pitch. What do you do? I mean really because I made a comment while I was watching the game hopefully they don't pitch the ace and then they do and then you go lose the first two games of the series uh, you know what what is this the ALCS ALDS I don't I've never known 18 it's, no, 25 it's, years it's, later ALCS ALCS. Now you're down two games, and you could have started your ace in game one. I mean, 10-0, yes, you're at the end of a series. You've got to win that game to advance, but you're up 10 nothing. Warm somebody up. Let your first baseman pitch. Let your catcher pitch. Who cares what you have to do for three outs? Get an arm warm and let your ace sit and start the next game at the beginning of a series, which is, to me, well worth the risk. If you can't hold a team off from coming back from 10-0 in a clutch game, you just go home, and you just take it at that. Yeah.
1: I um, I don't hate it. I, you know, I told you this the other day. I, I get why they didn't, because it just doesn't happen that way. I mean, once you got it, you, once you already have your plane and all that you're ready to just kind of pursue that. So it, it does stink that yeah they couldn't just turn it off and go ahead and throw a bullpen game or whatever they decide to do. Um, Even, but, I but, mean, sorry. I know, but let me tell you, pitching has not been the problem for the Cardinals. No. They lose game one, two to zero, right? Then they turn around the next night and lose three to one. So scoring one run in two games you're not gonna win i mean that's just what it is so i I do like the idea of being able to throw your race have him out there at home and uh kind of get the guys going and all that i do think it could have changed that game in that sense but the the um the defense uh you know pitching has not been a problem it's been the offense man they have not shown up and it it's just crazy after what we a saw ten you know, run inning, yeah, a ten run inning. It's like they used all their runs up for all the playoffs.
0: First I'm not inning. gonna say the offense has been just awful forever, but um yeah, there's multiple factors. I just really feel like no, I really feel like it could have been a good thing to maybe even just let him pitch the first inning. And then rest him. And maybe he doesn't pitch the next game, but he pitches the second game. Mm-hmm. You just have to get your ace involved in the beginning of a series. It is so beneficial to be able to do that. If you can come out strong on game one, even game two, I don't know. Unless you're the Dodgers, I, I just – you or, can't. Or the
1: Astros in this aspect. You know, Cole is their ace, and they're not throwing him until game three. And they're 1-1 in their series. I guess that's what happens when you got two aces like Verlander and Cole. So –
0: Yeah. I don't know. If I'm the Dodgers, I I get Kershaw, but, man, at some point, you can only be so good during the regular season before I finally say, hey, you can't play in the playoffs for some reason. I'm looking for somebody else. Um, Maybe one of these – I'm hoping for him one of the – and I hate the Dodgers, but I'm hoping for his sake that one year he shows up in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I – no, I I agree, man. Yeah. it's a very interesting concept because not many teams get to deal with that. Not many. T- I mean, first of all, the Cardinals are the first team ever to score ten runs in uh, the first inning in a playoff game.
0: Well, they're the they tied the record for it.
1: No, not in the first inning. They're, they set the record for first inning and tied oh, the record yeah, yeah, yeah. for ten yeah, runs yeah, in in um, an yeah, inning. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, I mean that Not managers haven't had to deal with this, is what I'm saying. Um, So that's an interesting concept. And if they end up losing, you know, something you can go back to wondering if they were able to throw, uh, you know, an ace in game one or two. But I think it's time, man. I think it's time that I finally get to talk about the Yankees. in the playoffs, Um, too. And let me say, Saturday was a good, good, good day. You get OU Texas. OU takes care of business. And then you get Yankees, Astros, and Yankees just come out and absolutely dominate, dominate the Astros. Uh, win seven zero. Uh, Tanaka was unbelievable. I was so happy to see what he was doing and uh, being able to really, um, you know, set the tone for the series. Um, you know, everyone talks about 2017 Yankees, Astros great series but the home team always won and unfortunately uh, the Astros had home field advantage so Yankees just ran out of games and lost the series four to three well Astros home field advantage again this year Yankees take game one so instantly have home field advantage uh, which is great and then game two happens yesterday and Vernon Lander comes out does his thing they get up early one zero uh Aaron Judge hits a bomb to to get that game two to one and i'm thinking man this is it like just you gotta hold them off if you can go out and beat verlander in game two and take a 2-0 lead um going home it's over man yankees winning in five that's i was willing to say that um after game one because i honestly felt if the yankees could uh somehow find a way to win that game two that they were gonna, even if they lost a Cole in Game Three, they were gonna win Game Four and Five, and they were gonna be, uh, uh, they were gonna advance to the World Series. Let
0: me ask you something because you've got more experience with these than I do. When you go, and I'm doing my best. We need to get beer a little bit more involved in this podcast because it is a beer podcast, and we're gonna be doing some things to get it involved on social media too but when you go to like we did last weekend two weekends ago um no this was last weekend go to the beer fest as you start drinking beers as you're drinking and drinking yeah you're eating the pretzels to clean your palate but do you start to lose a little bit of a sense of oh man this beer is great versus this beer's good you know what I mean? Because towards the end, it seems like all the beers are just great. They're right, just, this right. is the best beer I've well, ever had.
1: Unfortunately, when you've got an unlimited amount of samples to all these breweries, I mean, eventually, yeah, you, you're, uh, <laughs> your ability to judge a beer probably changes a little bit. That's just what alcohol does.
0: Okay. Thanks for answering that question for me. Let's move on. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you know, I know I know what you're saying though, because I you know I sit there and I, I literally try to taste beers and go, "Mmm, you know, I like that flavor. I could see myself having this and and oh, this really is good. Uh, it's really interesting. What kind of combination of uh, you know different hops or whatever they decided to put in this? You know, so I, I take that serious and and once you start getting towards there in the end, we got busy. We were talking to people. We were. Uh, you know telling people about the podcast and whatnot and then all of a sudden I'm playing catch up and you're trying to get samples down as quick as you can because you're running out of time and uh but man I, I know where you're coming from but I, I think it's really crucial in the beginning to have a plan when you go to these things because you really want to get to some of the places you haven't tried or have tried one to go hey I right. remember having a good beer from them Let's go see what else they've got.
0: But there's a fine line between wanting to try new beers and seeing, oh my God, there's Anthem. I've got to have some Arjuna. Or there's Prairie. I'm going to drink whatever they've got. Right. I'm going to try everything they have. Because, like,
1: most people, a lot of people lose the, the concept and idea behind this. A lot of people probably just go to have fun, you know, whatever it might be. You're not know, like in my opinion i'm not going there to get drunk you know i'm not that's not what my goal is my goal is there to go have fun and try different beers you know and really uh you know experiment in the craft beer um you know community so uh, when i'm going there I, yeah like yeah i want to enjoy my time with friends and all whatever but i'm also there on a mission you know to try different things and really uh kind of prepare yourself to going forward and what things you want to try and and uh, try different things too I mean to experiment in uh, different cultures I, I think one of the things that we liked was um, you know it, this is, this is probably one of the big issues about going to a, a festival where you're drinking alcohol is what was the name of that uh,
0: like actually you're asking me what
1: I'm at you're not gonna remember the name, but you're, you know, you, Jordan and I had went to that one table where they were putting out those different, uh, I guess, seltzers. Uh, yeah, I know. It. And we <laughs> I know. <it. laughs> like, wait, know no, it no, no. Hold funny. on.
0: We could figure it out because Jordan took a picture of it. He did. He did. I do remember that. Now. And I'm okay. telling you what, as a woman of a man or a man of a, wo- I don't know what I am saying <laughs> this. Those were very, very good. It was good. It was solid. I, you know? And it, they, were, they were probably what would be considered women drinks. I mean, but hey, it, they were like wine beers. A wise
1: man once told me, there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. So I, I don't want to say what's what anymore. I, I think good beer, even though you might not classify that as beer, um, good drinks good whatever i don't care what it is if p- someone wants to enjoy something let them enjoy it uh, yeah i'm not going to always be drinking that but if someone wants to enjoy it kudos to them you know at least they're not just always drinking bud light and you know Coors and stuff like that they're trying to experiment into something And if it tastes good it tastes good enjoy what you want i don't want you to drink craft beer just because you want to you know try to fit in drink something that tastes good to you and if that's what tastes good drink it so um just finish up on baseball because I I do like what you're saying and I do agree that we do need to get beer a little bit more um uh, into the podcast but I really big big game tonight for the Cardinals big big game for the Yankees tomorrow Yankees are taking on Cole and I think they really do have to win this game uh it's not a must win but it is it almost feels like that because although they've got three straight games at home, uh, it's a big game in the aspect. If you could beat the race, you can beat that. I-, I think the Yankees win this series. So uh, Thursday's podcast is going to be—it's <laughs> going to be. Thursday's e- will be fun. I'm either coming in here and I am in just such a good mood, or I'm going to come in here and you know just destroy the podcast because I'm just so angry with what the Yankees have put out there. So. Come it, on. It's going to be a big, big podcast, and that's not good. Nope. So look forward to that for sure. But um, What a
0: heads-up play. Oh, what's good. All so that's good. I that's want cool. to bring something up, and yeah. I'm surprised you haven't brought it up yet, um, about yesterday. And that was we went and played a round of golf. Golf? Golf? Everybody says I say golf weird. Say okay. golf. Golf. I said it just like you. <laughs> Golf. No, <laughs> but that was it. whatever it may be, I guess I say the word weird because I don't over-pronunciate the L. Um, so, we tee off, and I'll just let Preston tell you the story.
1: <laughs> well, are you talking about... Just <laughs> tell him about our day. Well, I mean, yeah, I could break it down for you. Steve and I have played a lot of rounds of
0: golf together, right? Hundreds and hun- I mean, yeah. probably more than a lot i would say closer to a thousand than than five hundred. 500. Right. yeah <laughs>
1: so we've played a lot of rounds of golf together and you know we played on high school together and all that and of course getting ready for the year and we've had uh, memberships together and in, including uh, one at broken air golf and athletic uh this is where we played a lot of golf together for many years and uh we get out there yesterday. Absolute gorgeous day. Let me just start with that. Was was yesterday not just perfect? Just
0: the, the best weather ever. <laughs> I mean, in fact, it was so good that when we got to the golf course, they had no golf carts.
1: Yeah, they were exactly. So I had to weather go upstairs. Weather was so good that there was zero golf carts. So we had to wait a little bit for a uh, golf cart to come back in. Uh, but overall, we didn't have to wait that much. So that I mean, that is a plus in in that sense. Um, but we get out there and play and i i do have to give kudos to to steven because it was the best golf that i'd ever seen him play he was uh very consistent for about 15 holes i'll even say 16 um and he he played great man and um you know it he it wasn't quite the finish that he would have wanted let's let's just say that but he played very good, and it was the first time I've actually ever seen him shoot in the 70s. So, it was a very cool. That was probably cool. the
0: first 70s round I've had with you. I don't, I don't know what it is, but um, I, I don't ever shoot low when I play with you. I've shot low 80s plenty yeah. of times oh, playing yeah. with you, but um, I think I learned a lesson on Sunday, which was. I just need to dial into each putt a little more because normally I just walk up to the ball, I see the line, and I hit it. But as you know, I was really getting the line. I was paying attention. I was taking a couple practice putts. And to my surprise, I think I had more one putts than two putts. So Probably. Not, not, Probably. Maybe not literally, but it was really close it's if right it there, wasn't. It's right
1: there, if not even. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that, so... He he played really well. I gotta give him to it. Uh, are you gonna say the number? Or are you gonna?
0: Yeah, I. Uh, so I was one under through thirteen holes. Actually, I was one under through fourteen holes. Yeah. And I had many opportunities at birdie before that. Um, two especially. On ten and eleven, and I just left them short, which is extremely, extremely Can't uncharacteristic leave a birdie, of me. Birdie putt short. Well, you know I typically putt much further past the hole than I need to, just to make sure the ball gets there. But fifteen, par five, par three. Sorry, 15's a par three. Take my eight iron. Hit it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I literally land the ball fifteen feet from the hole, if that. On which hole? on number 15.
1: Oh, you're closer than that. Oh, okay. You were nine so feet, I, I'm probably. 10
0: feet from the hole on a 165-yard on shot, and my putt just goes haywire Oof. because it was on a hill. It was on the side of a hill. I putted uphill. My ball goes a little past the hole because I was frustrated about leaving birdie putt short. So then my ball goes down the hill, and I'm coming back at, like, 15 feet. And uh, so that was my first bogey. And then I come up on 16, and just... Preston, I, I hit the ball. I was looking into the sun somehow. I, I lost the ball. Preston says it was gone. I feel like it went in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> um, so, to this day, we'll never know the true the truth, I you guess. You won't ever know. Um, I know exactly where it was. <laughs> so, I never saw the ball off the tee, but I end up double bogeying this hole. And then on to 17... I just I triple bogeyed and I par <laughs> par 18. So it was an absolute blow up of a 77 which I never thought I would say, but um I had every every chance to shoot even par if not less. I mean I had but if if some butts were candies and nuts, like I say every episode um but some of the best golf I've played, I think. I had a lot of fun yesterday. I was I was uh having a good time and i'm hoping that maybe it's not the last time that i can really hone in like that and um have a lot of fun at the same time i'm shooting good
1: yeah no it was really really cool to see um i honestly thought you were going to do it so um but it's all good it's all good like you said luckily we can live to see another day and play again so um should we get back to the podcast? We can we go ahead and get back to the Yeah, Yeah, let's, uh, uh, let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Let's finish up with some
0: NFL talk real quick. No, we're not going to finish, but we can talk the NFL. Uh, you did have some NASCAR. Yeah, we need you, to talk about NASCAR. NASCAR.
1: So, hey, let, let, let's get with this real quick. Um, how, did you watch some NFL this weekend? Oh, yeah, of My, Mine was – I didn't get to watch a ton. I, I did get to see all the highlights and all that. So. I did
0: not watch the Cowboys game because we were playing goals. Right,
1: did not get to see that. Um, but Cowboys, absolutely – Choke this game away, game they should not uh, not lose, end up doing so. Um, you want to talk about a team that? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they started uh, preparing for the uh, Super Bowl parade. Can you can you confirm that
0: for me? Um, no, not really. I mean, them themselves, yes. I don't know that many other people were buying the into the hype. The fan base wasn't. No, absolutely. Oh, them dude. themselves, like they themselves, as the oh, whole, oh yeah, 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 as the whole organization. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Fans me as a Packers fan, you as a Colts fan. I think you were more sold on them than I was. Um, I just, I don't. Especially going into the season with everything that was going on with Zeke and Dak. Right. Um, there were a lot of uncertainties. I know they've got talent, and everything seemed to be going good for yeah. them. But I'm kind of of the impression that we've talked about multiple times, which is I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. And same scenario with the Browns. Uh, a lot of hype going into the season for the Cowboys and the Browns, and look how it's gone for both of them.
1: Browns are up twenty to six yesterday. Yes, and they I'm were. Like, oh, thank God! I'm like they're they're Baker's playing better they're they're moving in the right direction i am thinking this is a must win game for them and they're going to go ahead and take care of business shortly after that it was like oh my gosh here you know they're they're blowing this game and sure enough that's exactly what they do uh baker made some bad throws i mean throughout the game um you saw him throwing behind receivers and he's just got to play better i mean that's really what it boils down to is uh he's got to play better and he's got to be um, the leader of that franchise like they think.
0: Yeah, I mean I saw a stat I can't remember exactly what it was. I just looked I couldn't find it. 90 and 0 in the NFL for teams that were
1: was it 90 uh, or 91? I
0: thought it was. 91. It was 90 and 0 okay. until yesterday. Did you see the stat?
1: Yeah, I, I heard about it. Keith was telling me okay, about well, it. Okay, well,
0: tell him because you probably know better than I do. Well, I, I,
1: No, I mean, go ahead because you probably know it a little bit better. I, I just kind of overheard it. Was it was
0: 25 first downs. I mean, it was all yeah, these it was things. was certain
1: criteria that winning teams perform usually. I mean, it was like certain amount of uh, first downs, uh, yardage, things like that, and teams were 90-0 when this took place. Well, yesterday, the Cowboys became the first team in NFL history to record all those things and lose a ball game, And that just shows you that, you know, they're performing, but they still, I mean, dude, it's the Jets. Like, come on. Like, you've got to finish against the Jets. Uh, Sam Darnold coming back after his mono game or his mono, um, you know, illness. And so you can call this the mono game, I guess. Uh, you know, throws for 338 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they end up winning this game, and I'm telling you, that's a game they're going to want back, the Cowboys, when they're looking back at the end of the year, because their seat or their schedule is not getting any easier at all. Um, as a matter of fact, they've got the Eagles next week, prime time game, uh, Sunday Night Football.
0: Um, all right, NFL teams are 90 and one. Since 1991, when they win, time of possession, total yards, turnovers, pick up 25 first downs, and convert at least 10 or more third down attempts. Dallas' loss to the Jets on Sunday is the one in the 90-1. and one.
1: Man, that sucks. Um, but, yeah, so Cowboys got the Eagles primetime football next week. Um then they have a bye week here let's see here and then they have uh the giants on monday night football and giants are playing good football right now so i mean you really can't write that off as a win especially on monday night football they got the vikings who out of nowhere are playing pretty good football i mean it's just it's a what i'm getting at is their road is not getting (laughs) any easier um that's good. You got to post it on the page. So that's, I, that's I just
0: funny. I'm scrolling through Instagram as we're doing this, which I don't typically do, but I saw Joey Logano posted, and <laughs> Talladega was today, and this was actually by by Joey. What was it? That this box. was Joey. That, that's hilarious. so Joey gets in a wreck. His hood flies up in front of his um in front of his window, so he can't see out, and they fixed his car up. Long story short, but um. He's driving to the pits with his hood up in the air and he took a he took the picture and put it on a side by side with none other than Chris Farley leaning out of his car with the hood flying in the air Tommy Boy
1: classic out of Tommy,
0: scene. Tommy Boy and one of the best movies I've seen to this day still and this is hilarious I will post it to the Facebook as we speak so you can go look at it
1: um, this whole week was just, I mean, we, we learned a little bit about teams. We'd see, I mean, are you willing to say the 49ers are for real? No. You're not sold on them? No. Best defense in the NFL? Maybe. Taking care of all the uh, all the teams in front of them, like the Rams. Rams might be done. They've lost three straight games and have just looked absolutely terrible. And, uh, I mean, 49ers really own that game from start to finish.
0: You know who's not done? The Steelers, they have a lot left ahead. They have a lot left to do. Pump the
1: brakes. We're almost there. No. Right. We'll, we'll get to that. But
0: <sighs> You I'm, and your deck I'm, gum itinerary on I'm, this well, show. I'm
1: just ready. I ask you a question, and then you go, you know who's not done? <laughs> I'm like, that's not what I asked you. <laughs>
0: 49. No, but okay, but here's the problem still. Right now, nobody cares about the 49ers. I, I, they I, have a good team, I wasn't
1: sold on them until the Browns game. Then I was like, "Okay, they're pretty good, Okay, but I'm still Okay, they're going to no, beat
0: the Browns I, and be sold.
1: Come look, on." I'm like, "I'm not still sold." And then they go out there and they 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 beat the Rams, you know, the defending NFC champions. They go out there and just I mean, dominate. I mean, it's like at some point we got to accept that they're uh, they're a real football team um, And they're going to be a problem going forward And I, I think that day is almost today So may not be this week But maybe next week Is what really uh, where we find it But I'm ready to say the Texans are real Because they go out there And they beat the Chiefs And uh, I mean I'm pretty sure Most people have the Chiefs as the AFC favorite And uh, Texans looked really good What do you think? Sure I mean you're just scrolling it Dude <laughs> You're no, I told him. you I was posting that picture <laughs> on the
0: Facebook. Him. I mean, I don't know. I think that the Chiefs have still got to be the favorite. Um, Patty hasn't played as great the last couple games. He looked good this weekend. I thought he's got Tyreek Hill back. Um, Houston, I'm not going to lie, I really have not seen many snaps from them this year. They don't seem to have a tendency to get games on TV in Tulsa. But I, I think that that's going to change. Um they really – how many games have they played that have been on TV here? Right. One well, or two? I'm watching
1: the Red Zone channel now. So yeah, and I don't
0: it. have Red Zone, but Watson is the real deal. He's, he's good. He's for sure. He's I mean, good. He's, he's a real I, deal. I don't have him as the MVP right now, but I, I think that he's the real deal. I think that if we recall back early um, into our NFL predictions, I spoke very, very, very highly of Houston and how good they were going to be this year. So I'm not surprised that they're doing the things that they're doing, but yeah. I w- you know what I wish we could do is just have somebody on staff for Hopped on Sports that would splice everything that we used to say and post it in, in moments that could be d- yeah exactly. Yeah. But it just takes too much we, time.
1: We need a stat department. That's what we need. <laughs> right. We need to be going. <laughs> hey, yeah. Get 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 on that. What 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 was that line? And then just bang, got it for us.
0: Great. All We've right, got to continue
1: so to move the podcast along. That way we can pay a, pay a guy like that. But yeah,
0: we got to wrap this up now. The Packers game is starting. So
1: it's already started, and they are losing 3-0 already. Oh, uh, it started at 7? Yeah. Well, 7-ish uh, because uh, Matt Stafford completed a 66-yard pass across um, or, or to uh, Gall- Galladay. Or... Gallow- galloway Galladay? is it a pronounce? i can't even know Does does he pronounce the d galloway i thought it was galloway Galladay? i don't know whatever it is um might be a soft d not sure <laughs> anyway just stop matt talking. stafford two for three 74 yards start the game so yeah three okay. zero yeah, Packer game going. You got the Cardinal going. This is your day, dude. What are you even doing doing a podcast well, right now? If
0: you would hurry up and get out of here, I'd be watching all my games. <laughs> no, so I've got uh, Aaron Rodgers, I've got Aaron Jones, and I've got the Packers defense, who has already lost ten points, and I'm not happy about that. Yeah. Um. But real quick, tell us, uh, tell us about the Steelers. You wanted to mention
1: that in there because, hey, I think everyone is ready to write them off, and yeah. And I mean, eh.
0: this new guy buck, man, he's uh he's playing well. They're letting him play a little bit. They're not really letting him play. They don't trust his arm completely, yeah, but yeah. um he's going to be able to hold things over at least until Rudolph comes back and we'll see if Rudolph even gets the spot back from him. I mean, he just went out there and won a game, so um, he's looking good. Juju is not involved in that offense whatsoever. Is that crazy? It's really crazy. It is mm. hard to watch because you know what he's capable of. If you're only a fantasy football fan and not an NFL fan, he got .7 points last night in the game and Are he's you their serious? top receiver. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, so it's a. Wow. it's just it's crazy, guys. And I think that with the Browns looking as bad as they are, the Steelers are still actually in the hunt for the playoffs. That
1: division, I mean. It can be
0: brutal, but they might be a wild card team. We'll see what happens with uh, Lamar Jackson and his squad. But if they start struggling, I think the Steelers are every bit still in contention to win the AFC North. They just have to keep winning. Yeah. No more injuries. Their defense looked very good.
1: Speaking of the Steelers, I had to mention this so we can wrap it up with the NFL on this aspect. Um, Steelers end up playing the Chargers yesterday, um, Sunday night football. And there's a lot of Charger fans who are really upset with, uh, I guess, the team, uh, not actual football team, but with the Chargers organization because at the end of the third quarter to begin the fourth quarter, (laughs) <laughs> the <laughs> the Chargers end up uh, opening opening it up with the uh, song Renegade by Styx, which anyone who's a Steeler fan knows that's kind of their adopted anthem. Well, this is, this let's
0: just is say that that was the Steelers' stadium last night. 75% of the people Wait, in that stadium. So, so I'm going to get to that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'll, I'll,
1: well, let me build this up because, well, I mean, you've been to the Steeler club before. You you should know right. what, you should know what I'm talking about, dude. Renegade by Sticks is like the jam. They they jam it on the freaking uh, uh, stereo system, and it, it's just what they've done for a long time. And if uh, it's just kind of the, the 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 go-to, you know. So this is what the Chargers play to start the fourth quarter, which, like you just mentioned, happened to be a very uh, Steeler fan-friendly atmosphere, which got the fans into it, right. <laughs> got things going, and Charger fans were pissed. They're like, what are you doing getting the freaking opposing team right? Uh, fan base all a- amped up and ready to go, and I'm sure a lot of the players as well. So uh, that that was the big complaint today was Chargers did not do their homework in the sense of uh, getting music ready. So Well,
0: that, and I'm telling you, the Steelers felt like they were at home that whole night. Especially with that song playing, and just everybody was wearing yellow. <laughs> even some of the Chargers fans were wearing yellow, so it even made it seem that much more. But I saw a stat that said seventy-five percent of the crowd was Steelers. That's crazy, like if, an official if, if that's stat. What it,
1: if that's what it is, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But you believe I believe that in a freaking California market. So, um, yeah. So that I mean that basically wraps up the NFL week. It was a it was a solid week. You didn't learn. A, a ton, but you learned enough to know, all right, I, I can start to kind of believe in this team or, yeah. or, you know, what kind of teams are, you're like, okay, you're done. You're, you're not going to make a run. You know,
0: so. I'm not even going to lie. I'm really ready to watch that Packers game. In fact, it's hurting me not watching it. Um, I thought it started at 7:20, but there was an NASCAR race today. It was Talladega. It was a good race. There were a lot of wrecks. There was a kickflip literally the car did a kickflip and landed back on his tires it was extremely extremely interesting i've seen a lot of wrecks i've seen this one might be one of the most holy crap that actually just happened and you know he's fine because of how you saw the wreck happen but um my guy Joey Logano, as I just talked about, had the wreck. He got extremely lucky to finish the race where he did and how he did, but the overall craziness came at the end and Ryan Blaney beat the nasty, nasty Ryan Newman by one foot. One foot at Talladega. That's a way you to You race end it. like five hundred miles and yeah. you win a race by one foot. <laughs> so uh,
1: hey, out of all that, you know what I got? I, I I got that. I was super happy to hear our boss uh, giving you crap. Oh yeah, being a Logano fan. Yeah. he says. He says.
0: You know that really stinks because I thought I had higher hopes for you.
1: <laughs> I was glad I heard them talking, and, and uh, I was like, "What? What are they?" And then, and then he turns. Uh, our boss turns around and says to. Actually, what's funny is his brother works here as well. He goes. Do you hear this? He's a he's a Logano fan. <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> hey, boy.
0: <laughs> you can fire me, but that'll never change. <laughs> he's been exposed. But yeah. So yeah. Anyways, what a finish
1: show! I I did see the finish. That yeah. Great g- race. Great stuff. Um,
0: you know Talladega. Some people love watching that track. Some people don't. It, the last fifty laps are always entertaining. A um, lot of cautions. If you DVR the race and you go back and watch it, it's about as fun as it gets. But um, Ryan Blaney makes it into the next round. He won that race. He was the last person in the points. He was about to get cut next week if he didn't win. And now that makes it tough for Logano because Logano is on the bubble. He's in eighth spot. And we'll see what happens next week at Kansas. I'm still trying to decide if I want to go to that or not. But uh, for the most part, I think that's really all we've got to talk about. Um, Preston, you have anything else?
1: No man, that that pretty much does it. I mean, I think um, I think it was a big, big sports week. So oh, I, absolutely. I was very happy with everything that was taking place. You know, m- my dad texted me Saturday night, and he was just like, "What a what a uh, what a Saturday!" You know, that's all. Oh that's yeah. All I said obviously alluding to uh, the OU Yankees uh, games, and you just got to really. You gotta soak this in. You really gotta take it in because the weekends like this doesn't happen, you know, very no. often. So uh, it was great, and we've got a great show next or this week Thursday. Uh, next episode is what I was trying to say, uh, which will Thursday. be Thursday. Maybe
0: maybe 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 Friday. Yeah, we'll a see. Soft Friday,
1: but yep. we'll see. Um, and uh, just look forward to that because we'll have our picks going, which we'll update you on our picks. We got our we got our numbers all tallied yep. up and. Someone may or may not be leaving, uh, but we'll get to that on
0: Thursday. We'll find so. out Thursday. Um, if you guys would, leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever you're listening on, it helps us out. Um, you can also run over and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Hopped On Sports. If you need to send us an email, do so at hoppedonsports at gmail.com. And we appreciate you guys tuning in, and have a great week. Cheers. Cheers, guys.